Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, where we give you an inside look on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And this week, we've got some big stuff going on. Saturn will enter Pisces, and there's also a full moon in Virgo. But in case you missed it, last week, Mercury entered Pisces. So if you want to know how that is affecting you and the way you think about things, then definitely listen to last week's episode before diving into this one. And just to give you a heads up, next week, Venus will be entering its home sign of Taurus and Mercury will be entering Aries. We will tell you everything you need to know about those transits and how they affect you in next week's episode. If you have any questions about those transits or anything that we say in this episode, feel free to send us your questions on Spotify and we will answer them in next week's episode of the podcast. And after a short ad break, we're going to get right into it. So if you're listening to this on Monday, mark your calendars for Tuesday. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, pay attention to today. And if you're listening to this after Tuesday, then... It's in the past, but it's still going to be relevant. Why Tuesday? Both of these transits, the full moon in Virgo and Saturn in Pisces, happen on Tuesday. But let's start off with the full moon in Virgo since that's what happens first. The full moon in Virgo happens March 7th at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Per usual, the date and time are from the website astroseek.com. What you need to know. Full moons are times where we are releasing in order to bring some balance back into our lives and we'll be releasing some Virgo-like tendencies which could include letting go of perfectionist tendencies if that's something that is relevant to you or if you are somebody who is more of a logic over emotions type person you might be creating more space for emotions to flow into your life and finding the balance between the practical rational side of things and the more emotional and intuitive side of things. So how this affects you is you're going to be focusing on and reflecting on how you spend your energy in order to figure out what you need to release and let go of because Virgo is known for being very helpful you might find that you've been putting a lot of energy into fixing things or trying to heal or help and it might not be appropriate and because full moons are oppositions between the sun and the moon it might be helpful to lean more into that Pisces energy and kind of just go with the flow and trust the process instead of constantly needing to fix and change. Allow yourself to just be and let go of the things that you can't change. Why this matters. We love full moons because of that opposition Kara just mentioned. It allows us to bring things back into balance. And one thing I notice with the Virgo Pisces axis. This is also true for some of the other earth water axes, but this is about finding the balance between what the plan is versus what the dream is. I love that Virgo and Pisces work together in that way, as well as most of the other earth water oppositions where the Virgo energy is all about creating the routine and the structure to make something happen where Pisces is all about finding the dream and the vision for the future. You need the two to work together. So this is a really good opportunity for you to find that balance 
between doing the planning work but also having the dream. Also, another opposition that is brought up during this time is also finding a balance between physical well-being and also the mental and spiritual side of well-being. Both of them matter and both of them should be taken into consideration. And it's really important to find a balance between nurturing the physical side of things, but also the mental and spiritual side of things. Something you might not know is that both Virgo and Pisces are mutable signs and mutable signs are really good at embracing change. So as you are letting go of different things in your life during this full moon, that is clearing up space for new things to come into your life or for you to just make some conscious changes or adjustments in your life moving forward after this full moon. Now, certain signs will be affected more than others. The first being Virgo, depending on what your Virgo personal placement is. Again, that is Sun, Moon, Rising, Mercury, Venus, or Mars. The Moon will be conjunct that placement. So if you find that you are just a little bit more in tune with your emotions or a little bit more emotional during this time, that is something that could be expected. And then the next being Pisces, depending on what the placement is the moon will be opposite your Pisces placement so if you find that emotions are coming and going you need to find a balance between that energy versus the emotional side of things and then if you have Gemini or Sagittarius placements that means that this full moon will be square those placements squares again bring about tension and can indicate that you will be facing some challenges when it comes to releasing during this full moon. There are some aspects to this full moon that are noteworthy. The first being that the sun is conjunct Mercury and the moon is opposite Mercury, which might make themes of communication and the way you think about things, the way you plan for things, something that is a little bit more prominent and relevant if you're finding that you're thinking about how you're thinking or you're thinking about the way that you communicate with others or you're more aware of your feelings that is because of the aspect to mercury there also will be a square to mars mars is known to be a more separating and quick energy which could be a good thing if you're in need of a quick release or a quick change in your life otherwise it can feel a little bit jarring and sudden so just keep that in mind because there is some challenging things going on with mars and then the next is that the sun will be sextile uranus the moon trine uranus so this is really good for bringing in some creative thinking or some new ideas if you're also looking to implement change this is a good time to bring that change in we like positive aspects to uranus for inviting in welcomed change the last aspect that we wanted to mention is that the sun will be conjunct neptune and the moon will be opposite neptune oppositions do bring about some realizations because that energy can bring out new ideas or new ways of thinking about things or doing things so if there's something that you've been a little bit uncertain of or something that you've needed to let go of for a while this would probably be the time whether you're consciously choosing to do that or whether it happens because it's other things just going on in your life also something that might be relevant to you is that this full moon is at 16 degrees virgo it could be helpful to find where 16 degrees virgo is in your chart 
for a better understanding on how this full moon affects you. Now, that same Tuesday, less than an hour later, Saturn will enter Pisces. This happens on March 7th at 8.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. What you need to know, Saturn, when it moves through a sign, it's about three years. So you are entering a three-year period of time where you are taking that Saturn energy of restrictions, rules, and regulations on Piscean-like things. This could include the media, celebrities, spirituality, and empathy. Piscean qualities get to have the Saturn treatment of restrictions and rules. How this affects you in your personal life, you might find that you need to set boundaries, whether that is with other people or just with how you use your time in your everyday life. You also might be more disciplined during this time. So if there's any like habits or things that you are trying to change, whether that's a routine or the tendency to wake up and look at your phone or or just drinking more water, those types of things could also be on your mind. If you have Saturn in Pisces and your birth chart then this will be your Saturn return again that is about a three-year period where Saturn is in the same sign as it was in at the time that you were born yeah I think it's important to emphasize habits being something that is at play here if we think about Pisces being the sister sign of Virgo as we just talked about and Virgo also being all about the routine habits or something that will show up in regards to both of these signs so just want to emphasize that that's something really important that you and your personal life can pay attention to but why this matters is since this is an outer planet transit this is something that impacts society you'll notice that society starts to place some restrictions or rules and regulations around things that involve piscean energy so this is my own personal prediction And if you remember back in Jupiter and Pisces, I talked a little bit about this. Pisces, modern ruler, it's Neptune, which is the planet of deception, among other things. And during the time that Jupiter was in Pisces, we saw the rise in popularity of scammers, such as Anna Delvey. There was a few others, but that was really popular in the media at the time but when we put Saturn into Pisces becomes something that we need to put rules and regulations around so my personal prediction is in terms of society we're going to be more aware of the ways that we could be scammed or deceived right we already hear things going on with bot accounts and trying to tackle bot accounts I don't know if that's actually happening or not but Putting some more rules and regulations around making sure people aren't being scammed. I also have a prediction with the combination of Pluto and Aquarius, which we'll talk about obviously at another time, where AI is becoming super popular, needing to put some rules and regulations to make sure people aren't getting scammed by AI. Also to things like phishing scams slight pun because Pisces is a fish but (laughs) making sure that that is under control some other things that this could include can mean seeing a societal shift where we're more focused on or we're seeking 
more of a focus on making sure our mental health is taken care of and making sure that companies are offering things like mental health days or wellness days because that's something that we will be seeking or just wanting more of during this time. So something you might not know is that Saturn cycles are about 30 years long. So the last time that Saturn was in Pisces was between 1993 and 1996. Again, if you were born between those times and have your Saturn in Pisces, then this is your Saturn return. Also, towards the end of the Saturn in Pisces transit, Saturn will be conjunct the North Node on April 14th, 2025 at 12.25 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That also could be on the 13th, depending on where you live. So how long does Saturn in Pisces last? This is a three-year-long transit. Saturn won't officially leave Pisces until February 13th of 2026, but it does go back and forth in the retrograde that happens. So it'll be dipping into Aries and then back into Pisces in 2025. So in 2025, you'll have your first taste of Saturn in Aries. But the Saturn in Pisces transit doesn't end until February 13th of 2026. The signs that are going to be most affected by Saturn in Pisces are the mutable signs Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, and Sagittarius. Also, just wanted to mention that if you are a fixed sign, this is good news and a little bit of a break because we've been dealing with a lot of outer planets in the fixed signs, which are impacting our charts. So now that Saturn is in Pisces, we will get a little bit of a break and a breather from that very harsh energy. And also, if you're born between late January 1994 and early April 1996, you're going to want to check your birth chart to see if that's exactly you, but that's the general time frame. Then you have your Saturn in Pisces and you will be going through your Saturn return I'm sure you hear a lot about Saturn returns, but planetary returns are when planets return to the same sign that it is in your birth chart and they mark new beginnings or new cycles. People often refer to your Saturn return as your true test of maturity and they tend to be a time where you are experiencing a lot of life lessons that is definitely going to be personal to you and your life and your experiences and your chart but in general that will be your Saturn return. So now for the questions we got quite a handful of questions about both moon things and Saturn things. If you want to know the answer to what it means if Saturn's aspecting your personal planets during this transit or what it means if Saturn is in a certain house, some of the other restrictions Saturn and Pisces could potentially bring and also luminary aspects and how that might affect you. So if you want to know the answer to those questions, definitely stick around. If you want to dip out here, totally understand. But before you go, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BLME The Stars. And if you have questions for next week's episode, go ahead and feel free to leave them for us on Spotify and we'll answer them next week. But now let's get into the questions. So Jade, one of our listeners wants to know, can luminary transits like the moon square Mars aspect you talked about influence charts or energies before they happen to? So that is a good question. 
I am going to go ahead and say not really. The thing with moon transits is they happen very quickly. The moon is only in a sign for like two to three days, barely. The moon moves very fast and it makes a lot of aspects in a short period of time while it's moving through the sign. So to feel a moon square Mars aspect in advance is highly unlikely. Like even just taking a look at my list of transits on a random Wednesday in March, the moon will make three aspects and they're all happening at various hours of the day. So what you might feel at 8 a.m. will be gone by 9 p.m. That's just the nature of the moon. Now, with the other planets, you do feel the aspects in the days leading up to it because it is an applying aspect. The energy is getting stronger and it takes a little bit longer to get there. So you have, you know, a longer period of time before the planet makes the exact aspect. But with things like the moon, it moves very quick. You don't really notice it. With the sun, I would argue, yes, you can feel a sun square Mars transit maybe a day or two before it happens, but the moon, definitely, you won't really notice. It comes and it goes very fast. Kara, next question. One of our listeners wants to know, does Saturn in Pisces restrict delusions or encourage delusions? So Saturn in Pisces is going to restrict delusions. Saturn is known, as we said, for being a more restrictive energy and for setting boundaries. During our Pisces season episode, I briefly mentioned this, but when Jupiter was in Pisces, it was really expanding and encouraging a lot of the Pisces energy, which could include delusions or fantasies and things like that. But now that Saturn's in there, again, it's being more restrictive. So I would say that it's not really encouraging any of that which could be helpful and it also can help us be a little bit more grounded this brings us to our last question jade what if saturn is aspecting personal planets a lot of people want to know what it means for saturn to be in the seventh house there also were some people asking about what it means for saturn to be on their midheaven or in their 10th house yes we did receive a lot of questions from a lot of people asking about Saturn aspecting certain things in their chart. And the thing with Saturn, and this is something that you've definitely heard me say in a reading before, is that Saturn is a planet that is all about learning your lessons the hard way. It is about putting in the work and being disciplined and then getting the result from the hard work that you've done, right? It's not Jupiter, which is about receiving, you know, abundance and just being lucky and having good things work out with no reason. Saturn is about receiving the reward after you've done the work that you had to do. When Saturn is in aspect to a personal planet, there are some positives to this and also some struggles to this. So in full transparency with Saturn aspecting certain personal placements, if it is a square or if even it's conjunct, whatever it might be, it could make you feel restricted. Like that planet is not able to express itself the way it wants to. For example, somebody who might have Mercury square Saturn might struggle with finding the right thing to say 
or feeling like they're capable of speaking up. Same thing would go with Mercury conjunct Saturn, among other things. If there's a Saturn moon aspect, it can be very hard to express emotions. Now, with that being said, when Saturn in transit is aspecting the personal planet, it is encouraging you to work through that and to work through whatever struggles might be coming up. So again, going to use the moon Saturn aspect. If that's something that you're experiencing, maybe you're a Pisces moon, a Virgo moon, Gemini moon, Sagittarius moon, and this Saturn and Pisces transit could be aspecting those placements, you might have to work on allowing yourself to feel okay with expressing your emotions and work on being okay with having feelings and not feeling guilty for them. And that could be the struggle that you work on, but then the positive will be that it will pay off. So, it's not all negative sometimes too Saturn aspecting personal planets could make you take certain things more seriously so if you're like a Pisces Venus and Saturn's going to be conjunct your Venus this could be a great opportunity for taking people very seriously and the people that are in your life very seriously and that's a really good segue too to Saturn in the seventh I know a lot of people who are Virgo risings might be really concerned about this but Saturn transiting the seventh is a time where you are taking people very seriously and making sure the people that are in your life are people you actually want there. They're people that'll be with you in your life for a long time. But also the seventh house is great for contracts. So if you're looking to sign a long-term contract while Saturn's in the seventh house, maybe for a long-term contract job or for a house that you maybe want to purchase or you're moving somewhere and you're renting, whatever it might be, that's a really good time to make those commitments. Saturn also how we commit and then lastly a lot of people asked about Saturn in the 10th house because that is a time where you're really serious with the work that you're doing in terms of your career yes people did ask about if this could mean recognition and that is only true if you put the work in right like it's getting the promotion because you work hard and people are recognizing that you're working hard and they recognizing that you're a capable and responsible person but obviously this is all going to be very personal to you and your chart and what's going on in your life and then we've got the Saturn return thing for certain people I think this is a good segue for us to say that the best way to know about how Saturn's going to impact you and your chart specifically is to book a reading so we can take a look at your chart and see the ways that Saturn will move through your chart within the three-year time frame and get a better understanding of how you can make the most of it. So if you're interested in booking a reading, we have readings for as short as 15 minutes to as long as one hour. You decide who you want the reading with, whether it be me or Kara, and there is a slot for you to type in your questions, and on the call, we'll be able to answer that face-to-face. And if you've never booked a reading with us before, then you can use the code STARS, all caps, S-T-A-R-S, for $20 off your first reading. And just a reminder, next week, we'll be talking all about Venus entering Taurus and Mercury entering Aries. So if you have questions about those two or any unanswered questions about Saturn and Pisces, 
feel free to leave your questions on Spotify and we'll answer them in next week's episode. But if you want to stay in the loop with us and what's to come, make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BLME The Stars. That is all for now and we'll see you all next Monday. Bye.